editor and podcaster Brendan O'Neill once correctly predicted. In certain circles, mask wearing will become a form of distinction, a way of distinguishing yourself from brainwashed cretins and showing you are a good person. Masks will become moral garments, public demonstrations of decency. Mask mandates, irrational lockdowns, compulsory vaccinations, authoritarian overreach, and bad science have since imposed a heavy weight upon our families, our businesses, and our communities worldwide. So drop your mask now and join Fielden R. Nolan as he brings to you another No Maskers podcast. No Maskers confronts the COVID false narrative and the hysteria with pandemic-related news, views, resources, and great guest analysis. You can find us at nomaskers.org. Let's begin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another No Maskers podcast. My name is Fielden R. Nolan, and I'm privileged to be your host. Today is Friday, March 26, 2021, and this is episode four, Baby Jabs, Nose Bags, and Double Mutants. Now, I want to warn some of you up front, if you hate abortion, as I do, or it's difficult for you to deal with the topic because you or a loved one has had one, you may want to skip this podcast unless you value the sanctity of life. There are dark things to reveal today, but Also some really good news. As always, let's begin by giving Fauci's Wheel of Science a spin. Okay, Fauci says, when you don't have the data and you don't have the actual evidence, you've got to make a judgment call. A couple of weeks ago, CNN host John Berriman interviewed America's foremost immunologist, Anthony Fauci. When Behrman asked, what's the science behind not saying it's safe for people who have been vaccinated and received two doses or to travel? Fauci was nailed. He had neither the data or the evidence to support travel restrictions. He said, when you don't have the data and you don't have the actual evidence, you've got to make a judgment call. They're being careful, understandably. They want to get science. They want to get data. And then when you don't have the data and you don't have the actual evidence, then you've got to make a judgment call. So there you have it. Border quarantines are not based on science, but upon judgment calls. Economically disruptive demands made upon states to restrict interstate commerce, as Biden recently attempted with Florida Governor DeSantis, are based upon judgment calls. One Twitter response to this clip represented the near-universal response to this Fauci hypocrisy. And it said, I'm going to make a judgment call for my kids spring break next week and fly to South Carolina to see their vaccinated grandparents. There won't be a mask in sight all week, unquote. It's not just Fauci's hypocrisy. It's his obvious passion and hubris. Even as the presumed president of the United States, Joe Biden, has called upon priests and preachers to push the vaccine, Fauci has called upon Donald Trump to promote the vaccine to his supporters 
who are skeptics. After a recent poll indicated nearly 50% of Republican males will refuse the vaccine. He wants 100% compliance for all ages for an experimental vaccine which has not received FDA approval. Fauci indicated that teens will be vaccinated this fall. Though the CDC has reported a 99.997 survival rate if infected, elementary students will be targeted in the first quarter of 2022 and perhaps even babies. Fauci wants all the military vaccinated. Now, Dr. Anthony Fauci admitted the COVID-19 vaccines will not stop people from contracting the virus. He admitted that the vaccines won't stop people from spreading the virus. He wants to limit the movement of people who have been vaccinated, and he wants them to remain masked. Does this not beg an obvious question? Why get vaccinated at all? With the extremely low mortality rate, especially among the young and the healthy, what reason do we have to vaccinate? Now, please permit me to express my opinions here. Logically, this is not about your health. There is an objective behind the vaccine, as there is an objective behind the wearing of masks, and neither has to do with the control of a virus. It is our desire to return to relative normalcy That's what holds us captive to these objectives. We want to believe that taking a vaccine will reduce or remove the virulence of the pathogen, like we have believed a vaccine has virtually eliminated tuberculosis and smallpox. But it is evident that the Pfizer, Moderna, and the Johnson & Johnson vaccines are not actually expected to do that, according to America's foremost immunologist. In congressional hearings and in the media, Fauci rarely has to face hardball questions. Nothing seems to stick to this guy during the course of two administrations. Big tech stumbles over themselves to ban anyone who would question the wisdom coming from his lips. With hundreds of thousands of doctors and scientists worldwide calling out our response to the policies and even outright fraud, We're seeing no substantive pushback from our leaders at the federal level. Fauci may be a god on an international scale, but he's not your physician. Which brings us to the contested reality of the very existence of the virus. A New Zealand doctor, Michael Lau, is offering over $250,000 U.S. money reward for anyone who can prove it exists. Now you could be sure he will be keeping his money. 19 Canadian institutions have provided Freedom of Information Act records. Quote, every institution has indicated the same, that they searched their records and located none describing the isolation of any COVID-19 virus directly from a patient sample that was not first adulterated with other sources of genetic material, unquote. We look forward to interviewing Dr. Andrew Kaufman next month, who has, along with Dr. Thomas Cowan and Sally Fallon Morell, drawn up the Statement on Virus Isolations, or SOVI, in which the following conclusion is drawn. Quote, the SARS-CoV-2 virus does not exist, unquote. The presumed president of the United States, Joe Biden, was rolled out like the mummy of Amenhotep III for his first primetime address on March 11, 2021. In this fireside splat, 
He took credit for the very same vaccine that he spent months disparaging during the Trump administration. Remember this because we'll need it. Biden also stated, maybe we'll let you celebrate on July 4th, the day that we celebrate independence from tyrants. A toxicologist from the University of Southern Denmark and a Princeton professor have hit the alarms concerning the potential environmental impact of three million masks a minute being disposed of in our environment. Children's Health Defense stated, quote, Recent studies estimate that worldwide humans are using 129 billion face masks each month, about three million a minute. Most of them are disposable face masks made from plastic, non-biodegradable microfibers that break down into smaller plastic particles, micro and nanoplastics that have become widespread in ecosystems, unquote. Do you believe in the sanctity of life? And are you still thinking about taking the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine? As we reported the last podcast, aborted fetal tissue is used to produce the spike protein during development and testing of these vaccines. Biologist Pamela Aker was recently interviewed on video and spoke frankly on the ethical and moral issue of using the HEK-293 cell line in vaccines. This was not only a planned abortion, this was a planned abortion and extraction of fetal tissue, so as to be used within, as you said, within five minutes of the abortion. So the, the nonsense about it being a miscarriage is, is, uh, is totally shown. I was going to say it's even worse than that because, and, and this is where I, I always sort of issue a warning if there are any little ears listening to, to, uh, to me talk on a recording, because it's, it's a lot more graphic even than what I've just described, because in a lot of cases, the, the babies, because it is, it, it is done on purpose for research purposes, so they will actually deliver these babies via cesarean section. The babies are in some cases still alive when the researchers start extracting the tissue um, to the point where their heart is still beating, and they're generally not given any anesthetic because that would disrupt the, the cells that the researchers are trying to extract. So they're removing this tissue while the baby's alive, and in extreme amounts of pain. So this makes it even more sadistic. And my, my pastor just recently gave a sermon likening this to, to what the Aztecs used to do. You know, when they would consecrate their temples, they would literally rip out the beating hearts of the victims that they were slaying on top of the temples and then sort of cast their bodies down the side. I mean, this is pretty much exactly the same thing that these researchers are doing. Yeah, and you had mentioned, we're getting out the human embryonic kidney. H-E-K. So it's the kidney that they have to access. So they're cutting open these live babies just delivered by cesarean section. Yes, and they're too young, uh, uh, perhaps, to, to live outside the womb by themselves right away. But they're still alive enough. And we already know that they're feeling pain. And then they open them up. to, to that's, That has to be known. Biologist Pamela Aker said, let me quote it, they will actually deliver these babies via cesarean section. The babies are still alive when the researchers start extracting the tissue to the point where their heart is still beating. And they're generally not given any anesthetic because that would disrupt the cells that the researchers are trying to extract. So they're removing this tissue all the while the baby is alive and in extreme amounts of pain. 
So this makes it even more sadistic, unquote. Of course, YouTube has banned the video. Incredibly, Pope Francis endorsed the COVID-19 vaccine, saying that it must be done. The use of a live baby for the greater good can, of course, be viewed as a perpetual sacrifice to Moloch. Whatever your faith is, if you hold to the sanctity of human life, you will not take these vaccines. For what it's worth, if you still opt for the vaccine, you've implicitly told everyone that you advocate the dissection of live aborted human beings for your own personal well-being, real or perceived. Don't miss this. More elective abortions were performed by Planned Parenthood alone in the United States than those who presumably died of COVID-19. Since a continued supply of live babies are logically needed to provide for Pfizer and Moderna vaccine batch testing, and the taxpayer's money is feeding the abortion machine, we are all participants of this sinister plot until we put an end to it. Now moving on, lockdowns appear to be falling apart in the United States. Dr. Anthony Fauci in a March 10th CNN appearance admitted that there is no science behind the COVID lockdowns. Last July, thousands of doctors were on record as opposing the lockdowns. The World Health Organization, or WHO, as far back as late October reversed their position and advised against lockdowns as a primary response to the COVID-19 pandemic after seeing the extent of the damage they caused. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Stanford's Dr. Jay Butarika, I may be pronouncing that wrong, told Newsweek that COVID-19 lockdowns are the single worst public health mistake in the last 100 years. Here's some related quotes from news that you'll find on nomaskers.org. A review of the data from 87 regions worldwide found that in about 98% of the comparisons, there was no evidence that lockdowns reduced the number of COVID-19 deaths. And here's another one. Children have lower mortality from COVID-19 than from the annual influenza. States like Texas and Florida have abandoned lockdowns, and some states like South Dakota never had them at all. Unfortunately, European nations are now supposedly facing a third wave, and large demonstrations are once again appearing on the streets of Berlin and London. During this window here in the United States, it would seem that now is the time for individual states to sever their COVID response policy from the federal government. We know that the science is not in on the lockdowns as a means to reduce the spread of COVID-19. A recent Stanford study not only confirmed this, but it also cautioned that the lockdowns may even increase risk to vulnerable populations. We know that in the United States, the virus tolls are similar among the states despite state governors' actions. At the time of this podcast, a total of 20 nations have suspended the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine. Italy had even filed a manslaughter charged against the vaccine manufacturer. Statisticians, infectious disease physicians, and ethics experts appointed by the National Institutes of Health accused AstraZeneca of presenting outdated and potentially misleading safety data on its coronavirus vaccine. Norwegian doctors have stated that the AstraZeneca vaccine may be stopped for good now. 
And then there are the Israelis who were so alarmed by their post-Pfizer vaccine mortality rate that they filed a lawsuit in International Criminal Court claiming a Nuremberg Code violation. And just today, Hong Kong is suspending the use of the Pfizer vaccine in multiple vaccination centers. Now, as John Rappaport has asked, does that make you vaccine hesitant? The whole narrative is truly collapsing. Former FDA chief Scott Gottlieb has even stated that the six-foot social distancing rule was not based on clear science. As the court systems open back up and the backlog of lawsuits against the mandates are ruling in favor of businesses and against mandates in schools, and as the year progresses, there will no longer be any pretense that our response to COVID-19 was ever justified. There is no pandemic. Push back now. Now is the time. It's time to perform an unpleasant task. In our last podcast, Texas Governor Greg Abbott was honored as No Maskers Hero of the Day. That honor is being revoked after Abbott called Gab users anti-Semites. Abbott's ties to the Chinese Communist Party and a deal he cut worth billions made with Amazon last October deserves watching. Amazon is a company that's censoring the very Texans he claims to want to protect. Instead, we give to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton our approval for suing the mayor of Austin, Texas, Mayor Steve Adler, who persisted in mask mandates in the city after the mandates were terminated at the state level. In response, Adler whined, as per the script, quote, We promise to be guided by the doctors, science, and data as concerns the pandemic, and we do everything we can to keep that promise, unquote. Well, here's a 411 to Adler. Those words don't work anymore. So take off your masks, Austin. No maskers hero of the day is. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Now, on the other hand, the governor of the state of Idaho, Brad Little, appears to be anti-science and a COVID cult extremist. First, a bit of history. In April of 2020, an anti-government extremist, Iman Bundy, and other protesters gathered at the home of the police officer who had illegally arrested an anti-vaxxed extremist. Then last fall, Bundy's unwillingness to wear a mask while watching his son's football game resulted in the shutting down of the game at halftime. And last December, Bundy was involved when a Boise Health Board COVID meeting had to end because of the protests outside the building. And now, on March 15, 2021, Amon Bandy was arrested for not wearing a mask to the courthouse. He can't even attend this bogus trial. Brad Little obviously hates this man, Bundy, who clearly stands up for his rights of the Idahoans. Bundy was exonerated in the 2016 Bundy-Oregon Wildlife Refuge standoff. He had said, The United States Justice Department has no jurisdiction or authority within the state of Oregon. He was right. May Bundy continue to be a burr in the saddle of the governor, and may we all take a cue from Bundy. Hey, Governor Little, why don't you build a wall around the state house 
and place National Guard troops there and let the tabloid hacks take it from there. No maskers loser of the day is. The governor of the state of Idaho, Brad Little. Now in Mexico, researchers have rolled out a nose-only COVID-19 mask to be worn while eating or talking. Quote, CBS News posted a video showing the masks being worn by a man and woman sharing a meal. The couple is seen removing masks that cover both their noses and mouths to reveal their nose-only masks underneath, unquote. Our final news item is the reported emergence of a double mutant COVID-19 virus in India. Aside from its pandemic-inducing moniker, the Indian experts claim this presumed variant may spread easier and make vaccines less potent. Now choke back your fear because, quote, British scientists told Mail Online today that there was no evidence to suggest that the virus is a recombination virus when two strains merge, unquote. Of course, that's like saying there's no evidence to suggest that Chuck Norris is a homosexual. After it's said, the pernicious deed is already done. Now, due to time constraints, we will not be presenting a voicemail from fact checkers, Karens, and social justice warriors this podcast. Now, here's some good advice from the late James Drury as the Virginian. If there is a wrong, you right it. If you don't, you're part of it. Thank you for listening to another No Maskers podcast. This effort is made possible only by your financial support. Truly appreciate your donations. You can find us at nomaskers.org Until next time, don't consent, breathe.